This is the Dallas Morning News. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Dallas Morning News. It's Monday, May 15th. Today's forecast calls for mostly cloudy skies with a high near 87 and a low near 65. Here are today's headlines. One person is dead after a shooting that wounded at least three others in Pleasant Grove on Saturday. Four people were found shot and police identified 39-year-old Anna Moreno as the person who died. Three male victims remained in critical condition at the hospital as of Sunday afternoon. Investigators determined people in two vehicles were shooting at each other while driving east on Bruton Road. Police said Moreno was a bystander sitting in her vehicle when she was struck by a bullet. It wasn't immediately clear if the three others injured in the shooting were also bystanders or involved in the exchange of gunfire. No arrests had been made as of Sunday afternoon, and the investigation is ongoing. In other news, a 32-year-old Sonic Drive-In employee died after a preteen shot him multiple times Saturday night in Keene. Officers found the victim, identified as Matthew Davis, lying in a parking lot at South Old Betsy Road with multiple gunshot wounds, according to Keene Police. Keene is east of Cleburne in Johnson County. Police say investigators believe that 20-year-old Angel Gomez of Fort Worth had been acting in a disorderly manner in the parking lot when Davis confronted him, and the argument soon became physical. The miner, who was with Gomez, then went to the vehicle retrieved a gun, and shot Davis, police said. Both suspects face a murder charge, according to police. The Johnson County Sheriff's Office, which assisted police, said the shooter is 12 years old. Up next, President Joe Biden on Saturday called white supremacy the most dangerous terrorist threat faced by the United States today, one week after eight people were killed by a shooter in Allen, who sympathized with the ideology in social media posts. Speaking during a commencement at Howard University, a historically black university, Biden described white supremacy as a poison, recalling how he singled it out, along with political extremism, as threats to American democracy during his inaugural address. Silence is complicity, Biden told the crowd. Biden's speech comes as the country— Texas, especially, is contending with a rise in white supremacist groups and movements. The FBI has also said the greatest domestic threat comes from racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists, specifically those who advocated for the superiority of the white race. In handwritten diary pages, the Allen shooter described becoming radicalized by a white supremacist during a brief stint in the Army in 2008. Meanwhile, a lot of people don't realize where their food comes from. Willie Nelson said Friday night on the front porch of the Lyndon B. Johnson Presidential Library. That night, the Texas music icon collected yet another honor, this time for his efforts to save the family farm. 
As Nelson received the LBJ Liberty and Justice for All Award for his work advancing equal opportunity for all, he reminded Americans that they should, when possible, buy produce and protein from local farmers and ranchers. The star-studded rain-threatened gala was a $1,000-a-plate fundraiser for a new rural studies and research program named in his honor at the LBJ School of Public Policy at the University of Texas at Austin. At the LBJ School, the new Willie Nelson Endowment for Uplifting Rural Communities will fund research and student fellowships on sustainable agriculture and water, food insecurity, resilient energy, and natural disaster recovery and migrants in northern Mexico faced more uncertainties about a new online system for appointments to seek asylum in the U.S. While Title 42 prevented many from seeking asylum, it carried no legal consequences, encouraging repeat attempts. The administration hopes that a new system will be more orderly and will help some migrants to seek asylum in Canada or Spain instead of the U.S., but Biden has conceded the border will be chaotic for a while. Immigrant advocacy groups have threatened legal action, and migrants fleeing poverty, gangs, and persecution in their homelands are still desperate to reach U.S. soil at any cost. Holding facilities along the border already were far beyond capacity. On Wednesday, Homeland Security announced a rule to make it extremely difficult for anyone who travels through another country or who did not apply online to qualify for asylum, with few exceptions. It also introduced curfews with GPS tracking for families released in the U.S. before initial asylum screenings. Minutes before the new rule took effect, advocacy groups sued to block it. Thanks for listening. For more on today's stories and for the latest breaking news, visit DallasNews.com. Enjoy your day. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.